Hello and welcome to episode six of the agency podcast, Behind the Red Mic. And today I have one of our favorite teams in the office, if not our favorite team, I don't know, we'd have to probably put it to a vote. But, but, but it's definitely one of our favorite team. We have the Whitfield Group, and it is Brett Whitfield, Justin Rogers, and Jake Vogel. Vogel, I'll go with it. Vogel. Jake Vogel. Uh, so today we're talking basically with our our office. Well, typically we do our office uh, agents in here, and we try to keep it to where like everybody has something unique to talk about. And I don't think today's very unique for Brett. Um, some of the questions I'm asking for him are very mundane, so we're going to try to mix it up a little bit and make it fun. But I am going to start with you, Brett. And my first question is most the, always the same for agents: is what got you into the business? How long have you been in the business? And what is your favorite thing about the business? All right. So as most people know by now, I was a horse trainer for 15 years, roughly my whole life. Um, multiple injuries later, I could barely walk and decided mm, should probably get a different job. So my dad's a builder. Um, I grew up in Kentucky. He's still building today, um, just much, much less than when I was a child. So I had a client in the horse business that was a real estate agent and she decided that I would be good at it. So off I went to real estate school. Um, my mother made me, let's point that out. So I went from real estate school to licensed in like five weeks, which is crazy. Um, and it's never stopped. I've, I've a very different path in real estate, I feel like, because um, as my team will attest, I am uh, intense. Um, that is the most <laughs> that is the most PG version I've ever Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note here. Yeah. Intense. Intense. <laughs> yeah. And so we're gonna use the word intense. Stop <laughs> crazy. Intense. For him. Um so from license to today it's been a quite a ride. Um, multiple brokerages Spent a lot of my career at Compass. Um, that's where Damon and I met originally. And um, a team was the next step. So it's been a crazy six years, for sure. So when you um, say that you started in the building business and the horse business, your dad was actually building houses at the time and you were just kind of along for the ride, seeing everything he was doing, trailing along, learning the new home construction side of things. Yeah. So my, um, I got to carry lumber, uh, do all the things. Free right? labor. Final punch. Yeah. I was free labor. <laughs> I was never really that invested in the building process, which is kind of surprising. Um, I always had other, uh, ideas. So horses was it from the time I was like four, I was obsessed. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I cared about. So really I just, was on the job site doing what he asked me to do, not really paying a whole lot of attention, but to bring that full circle, when I reviewed my first inspection report for a client, it all came like flooding back. So when I go over an inspection report compared to the average agent, like when I submit repairs and start running through all the things that I found that are wrong or deficient, other agents are like, oh, this guy, because I can just, from osmosis, I guess, learned how they go from the ground up. And I'm fairly handy, 
can at least try to fix anything. Don't know if it'll be fixed, handy. but fairly handy. Um, I mean, it, and I didn't really strive to learn those things as a child. It just kind of happened because um, I was on the job site all the time. So, uh, yeah, my inspection reports are uh, detailed. detailed. Yeah, we, we'll call them intense <laughs> since he loved yeah. to use that that word. He likes yeah. to win. I don't like to lose. Uh, yeah, I like to win. So you're, my you're the type of agent that puts um, all 60 items on the repair request to the uh, listing side of it. I'm actually, surprisingly, <laughs> um, I hate that. Yeah. So I'm really... I think we all hate it, right? <laughs> which, no matter which side you're on. Right. I'm really <laughs> relaxed on repairs. Like, just because I know kind of how the inner workings are and what's important and what's not and what's going to cost $50,000 and what's going to cost $50. My repair requests are super minimal. Like I keep it, I keep the expectation with the client really kind of on par. And then on the listing side, I'll get like, they ask for a doorstop and then my head comes off a little bit and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. We're arguing about a door. Or change a light bulb or yeah. Oh, cock a window. We just had a light bulb incident. (laughs) Yeah. Two, two deals ago. No, I love how the inspectors put the light bulbs on there. They're like, um, yeah, so the outlet did not respond when, yeah, it's the bulb. Yeah. <laughs> the bulb needs to replace, yeah. But they're always like, may have, want to have it checked out by a licensed electrician. It's okay. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, the joys so, of the job. So tell me, tell me how Jake and Justin fell into your team. So oh, we fell, honey. Here we are. That's for sure. We fell. So what's funny is I was running a team. So I I left my Compass team um, because if you want to leave a Compass team, you have to leave the brokerage. So I left my Compass team, went to Douglas Elliman to be a solo agent and eventually start my own team. So at Elliman, I had started a team. Um, It was going swimmingly. I use that sarcastically. Yeah. Very. Uh, very sarcastically, but it was going. Uh, Jake and I met randomly. He was in Dallas on vacation, and he had been in real estate actually longer than I have in Missouri Barely. by hair. Um, we met randomly, and then um, they come as a pair. So <laughs> okay. I inherited Justin technically, uh, and he would never give me back. Yeah. Right. I, 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 was not I was thinking that like maybe that's worked out pretty well for you because Justin's actually selling houses and closing and <laughs> yep. yeah. So when we <laughs> left Elliman, we uh we left the other team agents there. Um for and, one reason or another. Yeah, no hard to see. No, it was just it was just part of the journey. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like we, we were the three of us are um if you're around us in person, you're like, oh, God. Uh, we're <laughs> definitely a vibe. Um, the two of them have been friends so long that... Uh, oh, so y'all two were actually friends previously. We've been known each other for, what, 12 years now? 12, 13 years, something like that. So we met in St. Pete. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we've just always stayed in touch. We've stayed really close over the years. Um, even when he moved to Missouri and, you know, left Florida, and I moved all over the country, and so did he kind of, and... Um, but yeah, we've just always stayed in touch. So he literally said, oh my gosh, I met a really handsome guy and he drives a gray truck in <laughs> Dallas. And it was Jake? And no, that was Jacob calling me, telling me about Brett. Oh. And, they met. and then he's like, Dallas is great. You need to come to Dallas. And was that um, was that like a gray work truck on the weekends or something? Because I know you don't drive a gray truck now. So 
the truck doesn't come out very often. I used to drive it every day. <laughs> yeah. It is complete. So I know you got the wrong idea of you to begin with. You're like this Texas guy with the yeah. gray truck. That's not really yeah. making note of that. We too. all knew we love cars. Bougie. <laughs> so the truck's ridiculous. It's like, it's got a six inch lift, 48 inch tires, no running boards. It is Rhino line Kevlar coat. Beautiful. Gray. Yeah. And I'd enjoy it, it. You can't get in or out of it, but it's yeah. fun to have. So how often are you uh, bringing that over here to the office? Never. Oh, I'd like to see it. Never do it one day, man. No. It only either toes. Give us a ride to Machacho afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it only toes the boat. Absolutely. Yeah. But I used to drive it daily. I lived in Oaklawn in a condo, and you had to back oh, down that the parking like a garage. nightmare, dude. Uh, then never find anywhere to park. The condo building the parking is so bad all the time. Sometimes it's tandem, and you got to park like oh one in front God. of the other, and you're just like, yeah. this is a terrible design. But they're trying to make it to where like everybody can technically park two cars, right? Yeah. Yep. Dear, would you mind following me down to the parking garage so I can pull my car out again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'll last. Yeah, that's yeah, that was my life. But yeah. yeah, so that's how we all kind of got together. They met, um, and yeah, things kind of went from there. And now we're. So what's funny is in one meeting or another, Justin was like, yeah, maybe one day I'll start my own team. And I said, over my dead body. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> again, and we call it, it's, again, we call it in zones. Yeah. No, so, he will not. Um, no, he's attached for life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going anywhere. One day when I die, he can just take over. Yeah. It's a long real estate term. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> we're just going to put my name on the backside. So it's Whitfield Rogers. Wilson. Group. Whitfield Rogers Wilson. Well, when they get married, <laughs> Will, he'll just take Whitfield. Man. Yeah. So. That's nice of Jake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you just made that. Yeah. I just made that decision. Again, we've been best friends for so long. I just made that decision for him. Yeah. So, it works like so on the spot decision. Just yeah, of course. Um, the other day we were talking about these tiny houses. And you were like, I'm going to go buy this whole trailer park of tiny houses. Did that, <laughs> actually, <laughs> did that actually happen? Uh, so I'll start and I'll let Jake finish. So we we drive all the way out to Granbury to look at this tiny house village. Yeah. Right. And in photos, as we all do, I love them. And they pictures, looked amazing. Right. They were so cool. And I was like, I'm buying the tiny house village. Then I can retire off my rental income. Yeah. <laughs> so we get the tiny grandiose house. ideas in Granbury. Mm-hmm. Um, for all my Granbury listeners, we love you. No, love. First, I'm, I need a lake house there. But not what I learned is I not a tiny house. So each little tiny house had a purpose, and you had to go from one tiny house as your bedroom to your other tiny house as your living room to your other tiny house as a kitchen. Um, none of them really had air conditioning, and um, I'll let Justin tell us how hot it was that day. Yeah. So I'm not really cool with the heat. I'm more of a climate control type of human. Um, I think you and, and I share that sentiment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I appreciate climate controlled. And we driving down there, it's wonderful. I'm comfortable. I'm in the back seat. We're good to go. You're in the back of the truck. Yeah. No, I, is that we, a truck day? No, we were in the Q8. So yeah. even more comfortable. I'm mm. really kicked back enjoying mm. it. <laughs> And then I'm even videoing social media stuff, trying to be cutesy, and then we get there. <laughs> and it's literally the armpit of hell. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I apologize. You this can believe me. family friendly this podcast. Is, I'm so LMO, LMAO. I don't know. Um, it was horrible, basically. It was 120 degrees, and the tiny houses were basically sheds from 1999 that had been painted. L- not great. So, so this was a 
false sense of tiny houses, it sounds like. Oh, I don't know who edited the photos before they put them on the MLS, but we really need to hire them. Yeah, Yeah, because they did a great job. (laughs) So you're like, right. Yeah, the tiny house on the the fourth tiny house is the bathroom. If you just want to come back over there and come right back, and then if you want to take a shower, it's number two. Literally. (laughs) Literally. That's a a great setup. If uh, somebody owned all of them and just one family was living there, you could probably make it work. So we decided that the tiny houses uh, probably weren't the move. Yeah. But I've since moved on. Yeah. Um, now I'm just going to build a container house. Now, now perfect. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think it's a natural progression. Right. Yeah. Go for go <laughs> go from the tiny houses to the container house that has to be fully remodeled, brought in, turned into something. Or are you saying you already found something? No, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. You're, um, so that's just on your horizon. Yeah. My Jake's. Just long, he just puts up with me because I, I watch like I'll see like an HGTV show about a container house and then I'm building a container house that day. Okay, and tell me where you live again right now. Um, so we currently live in the far reaches of the north. Yeah, um, which is technically what? Frisco. Frisco, but it's you know like Tollway and El Dorado Parkway. Okay. Um, every day when we drive down to the office and then every day when I have showings like south of six thirty five, which is always now. Um, I can just watch my credit card statement go up from the tollway. Yeah. So that's fun. We were trying to get closer to the horses, a little bit closer to the lake to get into that. And then, you know, how real estate is, it just yeah. doesn't stop. So we have to kind of reevaluate where we need to be. I think it's going to be back kind of in the heart of things and then focus on lake house after that and yeah, get him back into what he loves to do. I'll just do what Damon did and live in the city and then I'll just have a whole ranch and y'all can go out to a ranch anytime. Don't y'all are, y'all are one hour away from where our ranch is, by the way, so it's straight down 380. Yeah, I think I'm actually only like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, you're 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 actually... Yeah, I, I live in basically Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. not, but it's basically Oklahoma. No, I'm home. I've driven through it multiple times where you are trying to get to our, our ranch property out there. Yeah. And it's, it's not the funnest drive, but I think, you know, one of the hour drives outside of anywhere being in real estate isn't that big of a deal. So I've kind of gotten used to it. My sons hate it. They're like, you know, they think it's the longest trip they've ever taken in their lives on a road trip before. But it's uh, it's fun to get out there and get away. And I think a lot of us kind of need that on a monthly at least basis. Some kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, I don't, I'll tell you, my wife could probably live out there full time and not have a problem with it whatsoever. For me, it would be a situation of driving back and forth an hour every time I wanted to go show a house. No matter where it was, <laughs> it's going to be at least an hour. Uh, could not work. So, like, it's 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 a it's a thing that I, the kids I think would really appreciate living around animals and acreage and ponds and fishing and all that kind of stuff. But my sons don't like it, but my daughter does, and my daughter is the most amazing little kid for this thing. Like, she is so all about it. She wants to feed. She wants to ride them. She. She wants to brush them and, you know, all, all, the, all the things that you would be like, go do this, kid. She's yeah. like, I'll, I'll just do it. And um, for y'all, like doing something like that out on some acreage, I think would be a little bit of peace in your life. I mean, because when we go out there, like literally it kind of refreshes you a little bit to like just be like, this is how it people does. used to live. Right. <laughs> I think it just brings you back to earth a little bit and grounds you a little bit compared to, you know, Real estate's twenty four seven. Right. Whether you're like it or not. Yeah, so especially you with Brett. Carve that little time. Not a, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially when you're intense. The other day we were talking with Brian uh, McCauley. Shout out. Um, a <laughs> Dallas Mortgage Man. Dallas Mortgage Man. 
and we had uh, a couple of the agents that came in for the um, the launch that we did, which by the way was amazing. If anybody hasn't seen it, the agency Dallas, the agency dot Dallas on Instagram, you can see some of the videos and stuff. But we had amazing turnout, um, support from across the country from the other agency offices, local support. Everybody RSVP'd and came as they said they would. It was amazing. But we were talking with um, Zar and Jen and Brian, and they were talking about some of the areas here in Dallas that may be the next big thing. So I didn't really have an answer for that. But one of the um, one of the things that was brought up was um, their parents had turned down. I think it was Brian. Brian knew a friend or something who had a parent that turned down fifty acres of land. It was right off of White Chapel, which is now South Lake, like true, like right? forty years ago. So it was wow. it was like it was like probably at this point a hundred plus million dollar pass. <laughs> I mean, just a terrible decision, right? But we started talking about what's an area of town that you think is going to be like another big boom, and I'm I'm like thinking, well, Sherman's kind of going through it right now. Um, everything else is just a guess. Like you just don't know until you know. Like you hear things, yeah. like you know, further and further past Salina and Prosper and all these areas that used to be, like the next thing. Like it's all still coming. Do you know anything? Are you thinking of anything, Mr. Aubrey, yeah. Frisco? So, we all know the kind of northern sector. So, Salina, Gunter, Sanger, Sanger. That <laughs> all the way across is definitely growing more rapidly than we've expected. But yeah, the only thing I knew about Sanger, which I'm sorry to take you off topic here was that they had Sanger outlets out there they closed the Sanger outlet malls remember that it closed yeah they closed it it was a now it's just an abandoned building yeah I can imagine go ahead continue they didn't uh there wasn't the demographic there for that uh (laughs) just still wasn't there yet I think our little hidden secret I mean really unless you want to be in traffic for hours and hours and hours we really have to go south of the city and I think south of the city is this kind of untouched it's like mars basically i mean not i'm not saying like directly south of downtown although you can get some really good prices on a lot of lots that are just sitting raw up. land right and i think if you think about it logically uh, prosper is far right like mm-hmm. we've sold a lot in prosper we live in frisco almost prosper but when you think about the commute from Prosper versus the commute from just south of downtown or even all the way down the 3545 corridor, you're substantially closer than yeah. you are in, I mean, Gunter. I love Gunter. It's beautiful. It's a tiny little town that's growing very rapidly, but it's They're out there. way further than yeah. Red Oak, Waxahachie, Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, there's so much property down there that either really needs renovated or just teardowns well think about the uh think about where the market was 10 years ago because you've been doing this long enough to remember some of this like i do um frisco 10 years ago prosper 10 years ago rockwall 10 years ago rowlett 10 years ago those are all just coming on board just builders starting to really get going out there i remember one of the first neighborhoods that opened in frisco that i was actually a part of was with a company called meritage homes and they had just bought like a parcel of land that was like 12 acres or something. They were going to put 50 houses in it. <clears throat> and I think the price point back then was 300000 Those are eight or $900,000 houses now. But the point is 
is like how quickly things can change once they do get that buzz. And Frisco got it really quick and really early because it was the natural progression from Plano. Right. Yeah. And then Prosper is the natural progression from Frisco and Frisco or, or Gunther coming up or Salina in between. Those are all the areas like that are natural progressions because like you the builders always are, are going to try to build. They're going to always try to go where they can build at a level and price point that's not a huge risk for them. So if they go and develop a 200 lot neighborhood and they're saying, okay, well, we're going to build these at an entry level of four to $500,000 to start plus upgrades, plus whatever they end up at 600, that level of risk is so much lower than building luxury $1.5 million spec homes 50 times over in a neighborhood where they know that they could sell them, but how big is the buyer pool to actually buy all those? So it's always that market conditions. So it's it's always an interesting question and people always want to know but the real question comes out to me is like how long are people really really willing to drive right. you know because there's nothing work related out there in those areas right. i think plano's your closest proximity to coming to an area that actually can support yeah the the work atmosphere outside of dallas dallas is obviously the hub for 90 percent of the business but there's stuff in plano light stuff in frisco but i mean once you're getting out that level i think most people either have to be working from home or traveling yeah, I think D even Denton, though, like we were talking about Sanger, I think that Denton will support Sanger's growth. True. Um, they just pushed a huge thing Denton County did for the schools out there. Um, so they're they're growing. They've got some bonds, newly got some bonds approved. Um, so I think Denton will kind of feed that out that way as well as it continues to grow. Um, and as far as how far people will drive, listen, my better half um he drives an hour and 10 minutes every single day. Uh, it's like 58 minutes without traffic, you know? So I think it just really depends. Like it depends on what you're working for, which I think it's, do, yeah, you know, obviously and, what you're doing for work. And a lot of people can work remote. I think even with, you know, Amazon's calling people back into the office, Google's calling people back into the office. But at the end of the day, you have a lot of positions that were remote before everything happened with COVID. COVID. So I, I don't see that kind of going away. I think um, on a level of work now, we are definitely di living in a different world than what we were 10 years ago also because the work atmosphere has been either a hybrid now in the last few years, but also a lot of people can't like are hiring just for remote jobs where you don't have to. They give you the platform you can set up on your computer. You can dial in. Um, so that's obviously one thing. And of course, the price points that led it to where like the mortgages and everything that people are doing in these outskirts are more affordable. So it can be something where you don't have to have a $200,000 a year job to go buy whatever amount of house that you have in the area that you're looking at. But it, there's also a level of like infrastructure. You know, you have to have restaurants, you have to have some kind of retail, you have to have some kind of entertainment. And a lot of that stuff is still coming to Frisco. Frisco right. did it, but it took Frisco a long time to do it. Yep. And also it took them a ton of planning and a ton of quick decisions and also a ton of money. And a lot of these places do not have the money to support those infrastructures. Right. That, that's why you get these mud districts and these PID districts, because the builders are having to fund the, the upfront infrastructure for streets and sidewalks and lighting and sewer and all this stuff. And then the city says, we'll pay you back through property taxes. You now have a municipal utility district that's going to pay you back for the money that you put up. And it's going to be 0.3% of whatever property tax amount that's already being paid to the city and you will be reimbursed on all these houses and this is supposed to be ongoing until X amount is paid off. Well, I have yet to see one of those still be paid off. 
Right. I have, have you ever heard of one of these neighborhoods? It's like, hey, you guys, no, you no. paid it all back. Congratulations, you're getting there, property taxes. With, yeah, yeah. Isn't it like the the Dallas toll was that? Well, yeah, you're supposed to pay it off. Yeah. Josh, our producer, is nodding yeah. emphatically. Josh is like, absolutely. Yeah, I'm Dallas going to toll. I'm tired of. Listen, join the real estate <laughs> world, and you will be paying. The <laughs> yeah, I mean. Then. I'm paying the toy like fifty dollars a day at this point. No, you're yeah. not. It, it's insane. My uh, fifty bill, dollars a day. Toll, my toll bill last for that. I want proof. every time it hits my credit card for forty dollar <laughs> increments. Yep. It's almost daily at yeah. this point. Same. Yeah, it's insane. It literally. I I spent like five twenty seven. I think on tolls last month. Were you really watching it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you how much we're Uber eating every day if y'all want to know. Because <laughs> I do watch that. No, it definitely does. I, I am I am a loyal DoorDash customer, so we can't talk about ordering food. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know if uh, like Uber Eats is like in all the spots that DoorDash is, and DoorDash is on the other ones. That's the other thing on the apps. Like you'll see, yeah, they service some restaurants, and the others service others. So I've got them both. Like you know, fast. Yeah, you gotta have options. Never know. My sons are trying to dictate what we eat every night. Like, they're sending us the Uber Eats, but they don't have the card on there. So it's like, everybody, no, family group, everybody get on this and eat. No, we can't because you don't have the card on there. So we'll choose. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so you said earlier you have gone to different brokerages, and we're not going to harp on this, but we will talk about the agency for about five seconds. So y'all came over because, uh, if my wife put it this way, we had one of the best interviews of agents to come over from Brett. Um, so we're basically like, Brett, you don't have a choice. You're coming over. That. <laughs> and Brett, Brett's like, yeah, sure. I'll come over. And then like, he's like, Hey, and I just bought a boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was... And here's a picture of me on my boat. I haven't got a chance to review the ICA yet. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. So it was, I, we weren't actively, we had, um, just gone back behind the black curtain. Um, and we were actively looking to leave or make a switch. And, um, I had always had my eye on the agency as a brand just because the brand is next level and it really is a marketing company. So it wasn't in Dallas and we had kind of given up hope. So, um, when the opportunity came to meet with Damon and Megan, I came in by myself and the whole team, mind you, was like, there is no way we are changing brokerage again. You crazy person. <laughs> Like we don't that brands. We just went back behind yeah. the curtain and we're not we're not changing brands again. I'm like, okay, well, it's at least worth a meeting. So I came in for a meeting. I told both of you immediately, like I'm in. Megan sent me my ICA within twenty minutes. Literally went straight to our AEM Jeanette and said, like, put this together right now and send it to him. And uh Brett just like I didn't sign it around to it. I didn't sign it for like five days. Um, Megan was every day. She would send me like painting her fingernail emoji. Yeah. Like I got an emoji every single day. Um, when I left, she said, you're coming here and I don't care what we have to do. Yeah, probably so, the most aggressive uh, recruiting that we've done with 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 a few, a few agents. So uh, that's... We all knew. That just tells you, no, he was the he was the fit. And then obviously Jake and Justin come in. We're like, whatever. If you if if they have to come with you, Brett, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we like I said, we love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Yeah, it and was we, a fit. It it it's next level. Well, I think that's the thing is we weren't trying to make a move, and then we just walked in the office, and me and Justin came for our meeting, and I think before we left, we we're just like, man, this is a great opportunity, and I just we feel like we're at home, and I don't. Think by the time we got to lunch, we'd already decided we're gonna make the move for the third time in the past year and a half. 
Yeah. Harry, you know what? I'm telling you, like, I, I, I bring up Cameron sometimes on this because Cameron is similar. Like, he was yeah. uh, he was at a uh, uh, brokerage before Compass, and then he came to Compass, and I think right before we launched, he had been at C- Compass maybe for, I don't know, eight months, nine yeah. months, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we launched, and he call- he's, like, one of the first people to call us, and he's like... um, I heard y'all launched. And I love the brand. I love everything. I, I'm really interested in coming over, but I I did just like make a move this this year. Like it's fine. Let's you know let's meet. Let's talk about it. And um you know great fit, great guy. We uh, added him. But I think the thing is is like the move doesn't really make a difference. I think it's like if you feel like it's the right move and you're going to stay for a while, that's the conversation that we've had had with a lot of people because nobody wants to jump brokerages and start over over and over again. But if you see it as a long-term fit and you're happy where you're going to be for whatever amount of time you're going to be in this business, I mean, I think most of the agents that have come over definitely look at this as like, we're home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the brokerage style of things that were, that's different with us is, is it's, it's hard to really look at, there's a lot of boutiques here in Dallas, if anybody's outside of the little range that we're talking to, but a lot of boutiques in Dallas, uh, which I could name probably five that actually produce. Um, and you, for us to come into a market that's kind of heavily boutique-y, um, but now they're not boutique anymore because they have hundreds and hundreds of agents at these brokerages, we kind of get to a point where like, well, where's the where's the disconnect and where's really the, the spot in the market for something like this? So my wife and I really took the time to figure out if this was a smart move for us to do. And we both have been in real estate our entire lives. And um, when we decided to make the choice to do it, we felt that there was a niche in the market. The niche was to give a higher level of brokerage support, but also to a limited amount of agents, right? Because you don't want to just open up something and then say, all right, now everybody who wants to join us, just come on in. Let's just sign you up. We've been very selective on who we're signing up and why we're signing them up and what their reason or whatever that they can, you know, help with our office. And we want this to be like, we all grow it together. This is like, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not me and Megan growing this and saying like, you know, thank you for your service. Everybody is coming in and Justin's funny because I talk about this to a few people, but Justin, uh, you know, had, we had a recruit that was reached out to us to come over. He was also from the same brokerage compass, but he reached out to us and I was like thinking he may be a good fit for uh, the Whitfield group. So Justin takes it upon himself to interview this guy in a very yeah. uh, authoritarian manner. With a hammer. <laughs> we'll call it. We'll call it intense. Um, well, listen. This is what you're, you. This is what we're going to expect from you, and this is how we run things here at the agency. Well, and I, I think my thing is there's a reason you have to be put on a list if you want a Birkin, right? So Hermes ain't no joke, and I, I think that that is just kind of across the board. Like, okay, well. Enjoy. Well, there's a there's a there's a there's a finite amount of seats that need to be filled here, and like we're yeah. not in a like overnight situation. Currently, we've onboarded somewhere around thirty agents, and I think every agent that's come over has um, been a very good ad for us. And we've had to unfortunately pass on quite a few that have reached out just because there's reasons for that. But at the same time, like you know what it is is we do want the family atmosphere to stay, and we want everybody to feel like they are happy with what they're getting with the agency and. You know, like when we had all the managing partners come in and a bunch of their agents came with them and we had our launch, they were all like, this is exactly what we want from Dallas. You know, like you're 
your Texas theme, you know, like y'all are overly Texas and I love how you did all this stuff. And of course, that's exactly what my wife wanted when she decided to do all this. She's like, let's make it offensively Texas, but in a cool way. Yeah, yeah. she crushed it. Yeah, and of Literally course, you know, that's what everybody says when they come in, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Mission, mission completed. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of the best offices, if not the best real estate office in the state. I mean, you can't, I've been to a lot of real estate offices in Dallas and, you know, they're very commercial and very pretty and they all look the same and stuffy and no one's ever there. It's a yeah, very closed door policy and that is not the case here. Right. And that's, you know, that's another thing we wanted. We really wanted people to come in and like, feel like they are able to collaborate with other agents that are here and talking about the same stuffs and figuring out how things can be better for you that I did over here and vice versa and you know cater it to their own way of doing things and their own marketing purposes and assisting is uh you know we're having great months already like I was talking to my agent experience manager and um Jeanette shout out she should be like right over there <laughs> shout out to Jeanette she left us hey um but it's all working, so that's the point of that. Um, and, of course, y'all are doing great things on your team here, so thank you for your support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's financially. What we're here for. <laughs> that's what we're here for. We are here to work. This is not a hobby. <laughs> no. Um, that's why we call Justin the Hammer, because in that we've had a few interviews of people who have reached out to join the team since we came here, and um, obviously uh, a few of those have... Not worked out. Not worked out for one reason or another. So we call Justin the hammer because yeah. he, he literally said in multiple meetings, uh, we are here to work. And if you're not here to work, there's the door. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think I would rather just be transparent with people. Like, why put on a facade, right? So at the agency, we didn't call you. You called us. So no. you're 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 what? enforcing now that right. calm down, Hermes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, I think, and, and I, but I also think that it kind of starts from the top down. You know, you talk about this great environment and stuff that you all have created, and and not only is it just the vibe as far as the aesthetic, but it's truly the feeling that you get when you walk in the office. And I don't think that has anything to do with aesthetic. I think that just has to do with the leadership that you all have kind of given us and, and shown us how you want things to roll out. Yeah. So, you know, we love that. Like, And we're in the thick of it without y'all every day. Yeah, you know? and, and I think being able to walk in and see my broker sitting out with everyone, you know, that that just, it's- He does. It's really, it's because really, we didn't, he does. It's because we didn't give him an office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd get an office in my own brokers. Yeah. I was like, one of my check marks, I needed to have an office. Nope, yeah. not this time. <laughs> so, no. We, we technically- do you have a broker office that we never sit in? But uh, yeah, Megan decorated really nice. Took pictures in there with Birdie. Yeah. Put it in a magazine. Never used. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has really pretty furniture, and it just kind of sits there. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so I think that's kind of it. It's not like a hammer thing. It's not no, by no not means trying to be angry. No, I don't know, and I don't think it's that I'm. And no <laughs> one's better. That's almost the other part of it too. Is no one's better than anyone. Like we're all incredibly humble as far as you know whatever level of success we're at within our real estate career and and i think that is another reason that it makes you want to come to the office yeah, it makes you want to be a part of the group and the culture and but on the same token because we've been to a couple brokerages we're protective over that right yeah. well we all have I mean, yeah, nobody exactly. nobody lives and dies in the first brokerage right. they're ever in and amen 
we started at, at one and came to another and then landed here. And I think this is after a while of really heavy, heavy deliberating back and forth all the time. I think the move to do this was meant to be. Yeah. And you said you don't die at your brokerage, but I'll die here. Yeah. I just need yeah. everyone to know that. Yeah. If anything happens to the agency, Dallas, I will, I have to retire. Even when our lease is up, I'm going to just bury you underneath the floorboard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Do you, uh, okay. So all three of you can answer this. What's your biggest pet peeve in the real estate world? Any, any, doesn't matter if it's any topic whatsoever, because we can always we edit this later. Right, Josh? <laughs> How much time do we have? Just, yeah. starting. Just one. I only want one out of each of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think pet peeve for me would be the other side of the deal worrying more about their own pocket than worrying mm -hmm. about their mm -hmm. client. Mm -hmm. um, I think genuine customer service has kind of gone to the wayside in a world of technology um, and in a world of, you know, just go, 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 go. And um, so when I see other agents not giving not only the level of customer service, but the true experience that their client deserves, especially when you're transacting like a larger property, you know, you're not selling a hundred thousand dollar Cracker Jack box. Like this is a half, you know, I'd like to find one of those Cracker Jack boxes. I wish so, I could find box. Right. Well, up in Sanger, you can probably still get you a single wide on about a quarter acre. We'll talk. We'll I would talk thrive. The podcast. But, um, I'm in the market for that right now. Yeah, I got you. We'll talk. I know, I know, I know a guy. Um, but yeah, so I just... So I nothing specific it. on this, not one particular deal, right, Justin? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, again, I don't, oof. he'll have to beep out a lot. Like he'll have to bleep out a lot. Sorry, Josh. No, I think that, um, yeah, it. I had, I had a particular deal. Um, some really unfortunate, uh, stuff happened with my client and some wire fraud stuff. And you know what though? I just, God bless that it all worked out. It did. They actually ended up crazy enough that client who had all that happen to them, ended up getting an absolutely beautiful home that was more in line with what they were originally looking for anyways. Um, so it genuinely did all work out. Like it was totally a God thing. Yeah, for sure. It was totally a God thing. <laughs> and so I think that, um, yeah, but that that's my biggest thing is a lack of customer service, especially when someone has entrusted you with probably the largest financial decision absolutely. they're ever going to make in their personal life. And she's a very sweet lady. So absolutely. So mine um, is, so ultimately, and kind of what I preach throughout the team, they hear this a lot, is, and one of our pillars at the agency, or a rule, but more like a pillar, is to just remain humble. I think in real estate, as agents, there's a lot of buzz around um, being on TV, which I love for what that does for the brand and for it brings real estate into the forefront of everyone's mind, even if they weren't thinking about real estate before. So it does great things for the industry, but it, it's also um, inflating a lot of what the job is and kind of what the daily minutia of the job is. Yeah, and it's true. It's not, um, it's not glamorous very often. Occasionally, it's pretty glamorous. Not often, it's rare. And I think just to be oh, you mean like after we close a deal, we don't go uh, jump in the Bentley and then go pop a bottle of champagne and uh, what, is that what we, you're talking we about? could <laughs> what, if we, we buy an agency Bentley, we would do that. So uh, the cameras just weren't rolling. So a side time. note, um, and then I'll get back to on topic. Um, I decided to be a little bit extra. Talk about being humble. 
Um, I decided to be a little bit extra, as we all know I do occasionally. And um, I picked Damon and Megan up for our launch party in a Rolls. Yeah, that was nice. Ghost, white. It was beautiful. <laughs> Mine was at the shop, so I had to have him pick it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both rangies were in the shop. No car. Uh, no, that, not really. So volunteered. we... we chauffeured ourselves to the launch party and that was super fun and it, that was the time to be kind of glamorous that's and, true that would have been that that was a very justified moment for yeah, that yeah. that was the time to be glamorous yeah but when you're in the trenches of a yeah of a million dollar deal and our, you know our job ultimately is to bring the deal to the center or as close to the center as we can get it right we're the we're the middleman um the clients love us but ultimately they don't care about us. They care about getting what they want, which is to be in the center of that deal and and execute a contract. So I think yeah, everyone needs to just be humble and nice to each other. There are instances where you don't have to be so nice. Yeah, we all know I have those instances. Intense, right? <laughs> we we had a uh, statistic that came across, and I'm try. I keep trying to remember where this came from, like where the platform that that published it though. But long story short, 70% of the deals that don't work out is because the two agents could not come to an agreement, yeah, which is not necessarily yeah. the buyer and the seller. Which is amazing. It's crazy, isn't it? Because we're just talking about like how it is. It is like us, in essence, making the deal get put together. However creative we need to be or however simple it needs to be, that's us. That's our job. Try to find yeah. that win-win. Make sure your people are winning. But if you can even get the other side where they feel like they're winning and everyone's happy, that is just gold at and i yeah. think sometimes agents ego get in the way and for sure it's not always to help their clients sometimes they just want to you know they want over the other agent on the right other side and they want to feel like they got the best of the other yeah yeah i just sometimes i think if you can really make your clients win and then hopefully on the other side make them feel like they're winning and just everyone's happy at the end of the day and i think that's what we're doing differently i think then that stems from the top right so yep. i think the image that damon portrays is one of remaining humble while having huge production numbers. And that's what we're building here. Um, no assholes really is a thing. Uh, yeah. Firmly a I thing. Mean, they did put that as rule number one for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it carries over here and it definitely carries through the other offices. I mean, we had a lot of managing partners here. Very humble people. Isn't it amazing though? Give you like so how cool. nice and yeah. Would literally give you their own shirt if you needed it. Yeah. And they're producing more in a year than you could even most most imagine. brokerages, right? <laughs> I mean, most brokerages. It's just crazy. A, the best group of people, and I think that that light will shine brighter and brighter as we mm. continue to build this. Jake, anything specific? I think mine. I'm usually pretty go with the flow, but I think it is some of these agents that have been in the business for decades and have not. I've been, been doing this for thirty years and in a with, with the same headshot from thirty years ago. Right. They don't know how to use DocuSign. It just it throws a wrench into what everyone else here. Yeah. With the well, that's like turned into a real estate mem now. Like the 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 nineteen eighty five headshot. Do it, yeah, do it. Oh, and then like, and then like the caption is, "I've been doing this for thirty years." <laughs> I'm gonna get Justin a billboard right on the tollway with his face but with big 80s hair yeah i need some of that aquanet that's funny Actually, get that's some volume <laughs> and i'm we're here bouncing perm <laughs> yeah exactly and it's gonna say brenda yeah <laughs> all it's gonna say is text 911 to brenda yeah if you look in the so that's house. his nickname by the way in case anyone doesn't oh, yeah. know that's so fun fact jacob is wanda and i am brenda oh i see 
Wow, that's yes. where it comes from. Got it. Yes. So, fun fact. <laughs> Random. I don't... So y'all two are the ones that are constantly hounding Brett that's in between w- Wanda and Brenda. Well, and I don't so have a nickname that they tell me. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Uh, what, we, well, intense. Well, intense. Intense. We just say intense. Well, that's right. I have a few nicknames, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Again, none that Josh needs to bleep out. Yeah. That's life. I think we're good. Um, I think we're going to wrap with that. I appreciate you guys being on. We have um, the amazing Whitfield team. Do you want to plug how to contact you guys, Brett? So we're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, brettwhitfield.dallas. I'll let Justin give his. Yes, Justin Rogers 23 and I'm verified. Catch you on that. I'm verified mm-hmm. also, but I pay for that. I'm not. I ain't <laughs> the real Jake Wilson and yeah. Instagram. Yeah. We have a team page. Or go to the website. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. Yeah. We're always around. Amazing. Thank you for your time, guys. Great time to have you. And guess what? I'll see you tomorrow. That's right. We'll be here. Thank you. Let's get it.